Welcome to Fort Ram and Goal. We blinked and it's already week six in the NFL and we took a trip over to the Mile High City. So in the famous words of Russell, I can't win a game, Wilson, let's ride. Let's do this. Welcome to Fourth Dram and Goal. My name is Kurt. His name is Dick. Say what's up, Dick. What's up, Dramers? Now, Kurt, how did I get here, man? Like, you're right. Time has flown, sir. Time has flown. It has been a hot minute. That's what life brings. And uh, we will talk about that in a little bit. Before we get into that, and before we start talking about all the sports headlines, college football, professional football, a little trip over to the Mile High City. Dick, shoot them with the socials please all right dreamers so like kurt said let's ride and let's go ahead and get into the show but before we do so i want to make sure that you are following us on all of these streaming apps including spotify youtube apple google audible Castbox, etc follow us subscribe whatever that platform tells you to do hit the little button give us a thumbs up so on and so on i think there's even a heart emoji on some of those so yeah and if you want to go ahead and contact us, you can always shoot us an email at fortramandgoal at gmail.com or visit our website, fortramandgoal.com, where you can hit a you know button to go ahead and send us a message. We get those pretty on the regular and try to, to respond to y'all pretty quick. But of course, the best way to see what's going on with us, although we've been a little inactive lately because we've had a lot of stuff going on, is our Instagram at fourthdram. That's at for THDRAM. We've got about 420 subscribers right now, uh, Kurt. That's when you do. Mile nice. High City, baby. Yeah, nice. So I think that's like when we had 69. And hopefully someday we'll have 69, 69 or 34, 35, like Ariana Grande said, right? Yeah, that's the next I've one. No idea what you're talking about. What's, 30, what's, what's 34 <laughs> plus 35? What? What's 34 plus 35? I don't know. I'm not a teacher. 69. Nice. Okay. Uh, so with that waste of life, um, we were in Denver. When? Recently. Dude, we were so high up in the mountains. I don't remember <laughs> some of it. Uh, yeah. I am too much of a pawn and have so much paranoia that I did not partake in that part of Denver, but I did partake in a lot of the other hobby that Denver has going for them, the brewery scene, which is with a plentiful. Hint, with a hint of altitude sickness, yeah. Um, yeah, there, there was vomit all over the floor. That's not even a joke. That was all <laughs> over the streets of Denver. There was either shit or vomit. And I don't know piss. if that necessarily made me like the city less. I I dug it. Overall thoughts of Denver? I mean, you can look down, see some vomit, see some poop, and look over and see those beautiful mountains and that gorgeous Colorado River right there. And off in the distance, you see Mile High Stadium. I mean, it's really a wonder why more people don't move there. Wait, they are. Never mind. It's uh, Don't go there. Don't go there because I might want to move there. It's literally I, Austin 2.1. Austin at 5,000. Yeah, I would say Austin at 5,000 some odd feet minus the late in life Californians, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. In all, serious, in all seriousness, it was a cool place. We ate some decent food. I'm not going to lie. Food was meh. You didn't like buckcorn? Come on. Buck, buckcorn was awesome for the nostalgia. 
do not get me wrong. It was a cool place. The atmosphere was awesome. The history There's... behind it. Oldest place in Denver. The only problem with I think that went with that was that the oldest dust on the walls, probably. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid to touch some of those things because I think they've been there since Teddy Roosevelt ate there. Mm-hmm. And, and to uh, be honest, the ribeye was okay. The you didn't have a ribeye. Was... You had a prime rib. See, it was okay. You had a so bison that prime I forgot rib. what I got. It, it was, was it was 16 ounces and you didn't finish it and we argued about it because of our yellow bellies that we were drinking at the yellow same time. Yellow bellies were good. Uh, Rocky Mountain was... Top Oysters, those were solid. But come on, you're going to tell me that that was better than the, the prime rib that you brag about from Texas Roadhouse? Uh, I wouldn't know if I brag about prime rib from Texas Roadhouse. I do crave it occasionally um, as a good, consistent steak. But... Um, no, I mean it was a, it was a par. It was cooked well. Exactly. Uh, it, was, it was okay. Um, my favorite thing was the the big dork that we saw. It was uh, pretty massive. Big dork. Look it up if you don't know what it is. Uh, other than that, the brewery tour that was done by oh gosh, she was uh, awesome. I can't remember Low, her name. It was Lodo Lodo or Brewery Tours? Yeah, um, awesome. awesome, awesome job. She knew her stuff. Uh, she uh, showed us some fantastic beers. Very interesting. Uh, definitely check that tour out if you're in Denver. And then also, I'm drinking out of my new Glen Searin that I picked up when we did a tour at Law's Whiskey House. Did you say Glen Searin? Searin. Is that those Glen Cairn? Yeah. Are we saying the same thing? Yeah. Okay. But yes, Laws Laws was pretty cool. Glen Cairn? Is that a glass that argues back with you and asks for the manager? Or No, no, no. Not Glen Cairn. Glen Cairn. Karen. I wonder why people don't think we know what we're talking about. Uh, anyway, Laws Whiskey, fantastic tour. I believe his name was Ethan. Knew his shit. You Sounds could tell right. he was passionate about what he was doing. Patient, took his time, really answered all our questions, uh, and, and gave us a great tour of a great place. Agreed. I mean, I would say it's pretty on par with some of the other uh, private brewery tours at uh, private distillery tours that we've done. Um, the only thing that I think would have been really cool if we got to like pop one of the barrels that we saw, that would have been really awesome to try some true barrel proof stuff, but completely understand, you know, that's not really typical. Um, their distilling process is pretty cool. They're doing a lot of expansion, man. Like they bought that place right next to them and they're making that their tasting room, right. Going to expand their, their actual distilling process a little bit more. Um, super cool history with it all. Super cool. Uh, the white dog. We got to try some white dog. That was awesome. I I forgot because it had been so long. I love me some white dog. Like it was delicious. That's I could have drank a whole glass. I could have drank a whole glass of that. Um, but I probably would have had a hard time getting around the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the brown uh, stuff. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. Other than that, great trip to Denver. Did the bikes over to Mile High Stadium. Unfortunately, none of the teams were in town. We went to like Cooler Stadium. Them. We went to, I would have been even cool with an Avalanche game. They hadn't started yet. In fact, they just started their opening night tonight. They raved, they raised the championship uh, rafter tonight. Uh, but other than that, cool little experience. Maybe get the family out there next time. That was going to be cool my question. Do go, is it worth going back? I would go back with them. I don't know if that would be like 
Like it wouldn't be our next trip. Like there's other places on the map, Tahoe, Charlotte, Maryland, that I would probably want to pick through first before I would go back to Denver. But if the opportunity came up, sure, why not? Yeah, I would definitely. If not, I'll just go to Verda, Austin. There you go. Yeah, that's like an hour and a half away. Why not? Um, I would say that I would definitely go back. I think it'd be a great couples trip. But I, dude, I, I would either want to go to a Rockies game or a, a Broncos game, preferably, because I think the time we went, it's like early October, late September, perfect weather. You got there was nothing wrong with that weather. Weather was great. Yeah, you don't uh, want to go a little bit later in the year; it gets a little too cold. One more thing in our shoot the shit section. I have a big decision to make. It is finally come that I can trade my Deshaun Watson jersey in for a another Houston Texans jersey for forty four percent off the original price. Didn't necessarily give it to you free, but hey, I'll take it. I need to get rid of that. Well. In the promo, they enlarged the first four. So Deshaun Watson, number four, 44, 4% discount, I guess wouldn't have made people happy. But I, I, I need a new jersey because I that Deshaun Watson, I, I wear it and it just rubs people the wrong way. Uh, but anyway, I have some options. I need to ask you, Petrie or Stingley Jr.? So why don't you do like a little throwback instead? Like, why does that have to be a current player? Like an Andre Johnson type deal? I was thinking more uh, Chester Pitts. So I want a current player. Well, um, well, hear me out. Hear me out. Chester Pitts, offensive lineman, started with the franchise 2002, played with them all the way through 2009, and, and it's number 69. <laughs> I was like, I know who Chester Pitts is. Where are you going with this? I was like, is he an A&M alum? But there you go. Uh, No, I'm going to go with. Well, hold on. Let me answer your question first. Like, if I give you my take on it, if it was me, I would do Pierce. I think he's an upcoming running back. But you have a take on that, right? Yeah, you don't get running back jerseys because as as promising, and I will talk about Damian Pierce, I will say that. When we get into our fantasy picks, our, our fantasy decisions, but you don't get a running back jersey because, unfortunately, as as any other NFL player, them especially, their career can quickly change from one week to the next. And I don't want to put that bad juju on him. Is that He's like having getting, a great season. Is that like getting your girlfriend's name tattooed on you? That is a perfect comparison. Yes, okay. yes, sir. Right. So you want to make uh, sure you're married first. Got it. So give him a couple years. You know, maybe a rookie of the year. Okay. Um, all right, so you said Petrie or Singletary, correct? Stingley Jr. Sorry, yes. Um, I'm gonna go Stingley, man. I think he's had the the better first half of the season, but I mean, you're going with two rookies. You don't want to go with like I don't know Davis Mills or something. Negative. As of right now, negative. I will talk about Davis Mills later on in the show as well. I'm probably going Petrie. I'm going to switch it up, get the navy blue because I had the battle red already. Oh, the battle I, I, I just sick though. They released ESPN released a uh, top ten rookie so far. Pierce was number three on that list. Ah, uh-huh. Petrie was number ten. I think I'm, I just love every time you look. The dude is around the ball. I just love 
the way he gets after but it. So Pierce I just did some grown Pinter. man shit last week. I know he does, but I don't want to put that bad juju on him. Like we talked about the way he runs and the way he just, I don't know. I just feel like, you know what? You were just so important to the universe that you're going to put a bad juju on him. Not, not that anybody else. His, that in his number 31, five is so much cooler than that. Anyway, it's true. It's almost as good as four. Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll get I'll shoot you the picture after we grab it. The wife is actually going in uh, to exchange it for me because I've got a work day tomorrow. Uh, so she's doing me a big favor and going to get that done. What's in our glass tonight, man? This is a special one close to your heart that you left me one sample bottle. So I literally and I only have one to- sample bottle. I think what we did is we killed the bottle, drank more than we thought we were going to. And then uh, we only had enough for two sample bottles total. So yeah. So this one is a Samuel Maverick, one of my favorite distillers here in Texas, a um, little San Antonio hometown favorite, but this is actually the barrel proof. So this is the 114 proof offering, um, 72% Texas corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley, comes in a right, about, right about $65 in MSRP. Kind of hard to find at your local specs, to be honest with you. Typically, you're only going to see the bourbon. Um, I've only been able to pick this up actually at the distillery. Um, but I think the reason this bottle like plays such a close fiddle to me, to my heart, if you will, is that when I went to my first like VIP, you know, private distillery tour, it was at Maverick, and that's where they let you like pull straight from the barrel. And that was before they were bottling this yet. This was you know, you could only get it by doing that tour. And this is that whiskey that I was able to share such good memories with some close friends and my dad. Um, so really, really enjoy uh, that bottle every time I'm able to get my hands on it. Pretty much any time my wife and I go there for dinner and drinks, I grab a bottle. So, yeah. Good deal. I'm excited. Um before we move on to our second dram, we will be posting some pictures from our brewery and our whiskey tours in Denver and some of the cool bars that we kind of checked out, watching football. So just to kind of throw that out there, just to give more love to those local places in Denver, if you get a chance to get out there to check them out. Yeah. So on to the second dram, my friend. Let's do it. All right. So for this one, I think we'll just talk headlines, man. Like it's been. God, I was looking at our notes. It's been like four weeks since we've released as we're recording this. I know you and I have had some time together. I know we've also done kind of some individual stuff. Thought we could just catch up with our listeners, tell them what's been going on. We haven't just been ghosting you. Um, We do have big boy jobs to pay the bills. Um, And uh, they're both very demanding this time of year. So, uh, Kurt, I mean, what have you been doing, man? I've been watching a football. Uh, I have been going balls to the wall with work Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I have just been, I've. Let's get slammed and watch football. Right. And then even more, it's also my time of the year where I get to, I really throw some things on the pit, some ribs one week, the next week subs, which is always a good one that I like to throw in the twist, the Italian sausage subs with the peppers. Love it. Uh, just enjoying the weekend, enjoying some family time with them, uh, because at the end of the day, just watching football and hanging out with them, nothing gets better than that. You got a big boy job, right? 
Yeah, I got a new real big boy job. So it's been a lot of travel as I've been onboarding to that role. Uh, but um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Like it's been a lot of good travel, um, some really good spots. Um, went straight from Denver to California. Uh, I'm going to be tra- traveling to Minnesota. Um, I can't complain, man. I really can't complain. Um, I'm super excited about the job, but it has been time consuming, been hiring some people, et cetera. So yeah, dude, <clears throat> that is, yeah. And the cool thing is we've still kept in touch with our football news and texts and so forth. So we're still working while we're working. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of watching football and drinking a lot, I've got to ask just candidly. I know I sent you and our boy uh, a couple of videos during the AM game. Yeah. I think I did three bottle kills that night, like chugged them and sent them all to y'all. Uh, it was pretty rough by the last one, huh? That was a yingling night for me. So I totally wasn't on your level that I did send you a shot to get the night going. And I think that's where did- I took it. Obviously, you have a bigger uh, bit of interest in the AM Alabama game than I did, but I did yeah. take a shot of rum uh, when I sent you that video, mainly because that's all that I had near me. Uh, how rough was the next morning, given that they had it? They were right there. So didn't even see the end of the game. It was that rough. Um, of a night, oh, uh, didn't see till the next day. What happened to me? I went into my room, fell on my face, passed out while well, we still had people over at the house. We probably had like three other couples at the house. Uh, my wife sent everybody home, like, you know, in the night, like 1130 or whatever came up, had to get me off the floor. And then I woke up the next morning, butt naked. <laughs> and I was like, this is not normally how I sleep. So um, I looked at my wife and I said, what happened? And she said, nothing fun. <laughs> so did you, did you poo poo your pants? Did not. Apparently did I just you felt the need. Your pants? Apparently I was super hot sleeping on the floor. So I needed, felt the need to sleep naked, which was great. So I woke up. You pooped Dude, your pants. Apparently my wife force fed some ibuprofen down my mouth before I went to bed, uh, maybe drink some water and then woke up next By morning. your mouth, you mean your butt. <laughs> uh well maybe i don't know um once again can't remember so <laughs> welcome next morning with like these two big bruises on my face from falling on the floor apparently and then uh woke up and i told my wife i was like i feel great let's have some coffee let's go whole nine yards sit out back had some coffee didn't realize until like a couple hours later oh it's because i was still drunk that morning. <laughs> well that well i was thinking you slept like 13 hours so we switched places because that happened to me during last year's I remember that. <laughs> A&M game. I didn't see the end of it because we did something similar. We started sharing videos, and that's what happened to me. I knew you were going to get rough by the second one. When you sent me the third one that was quite the pool, and everyone in the background had like no. mixed, like somebody was yelling no, somebody was yelling, oh, yeah, do it. Somebody <laughs> was like, that's more than a shot. I was like, this is going to be bad. So, this is news to me that this is what happened. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you missed that miserable last play where oh, I saw they decided plays. to take. That was a Seahawk finish. 100% of the end zone and limit their chances to a 5% section on a one-man route. Jimbo tried to defend it earlier. And anytime you use the whole, like, we did the same play earlier, so you're telling me that the defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama already saw you guys run that play? We're not in, yeah. So, well, I saw um, I saw that um, that one of the players 
one of the defensive backs from Alabama did an interview and he said he saw Jimbo mouthing the players like it was Stewart, right? And he was like mouthing, throw it to Stewart, throw it to Stewart, or whatever the player's name was, over and over. And he was like, oh, that's where you're throwing it. Okay. And lo and behold. Yeah. Figure out some better putting... signals. Like if baseball players can do the fucking hand and touch your nipple thing, can't we figure that out for who we are? <laughs> and it's not King's fault because he didn't. No, he played pretty well from what I saw. No. Yeah. Uh, tequila. You're going to have to explain that one to me. I, dude, it's just a question, man. Like we're really big into bourbon. I think we've got a pretty good following um, with people that like, like bourbon and are like everyday drinkers like us. We're not the bourbon junkies. We've attested that we're not ADHD. We're not going to have the really, really high. Uh, do bourbon junkies just redid their entire set? I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, put some good money into it. That's been a minute since I've seen it. I wonder if they're still working everyday jobs, though. I don't know. I probably I don't think they have quite enough followers. Point of the matter is uh, that's not us. You listen to us because we have sports insights. We're fun. We drink you, the same stuff you do. And we give you some good options that you can find on the shelf. Right. Um, but have you ever felt the inkling to get into like aged tequila? And don't give me just no. Like, think about it. Think about it. Okay. Like some good anejos, um, extra anejos. You're going to do. Uh, no. Um, yeah. We've had this conversation before. No, oh, man. I just feel I've like we can expand it. our I, repertoire. I, I've and- sipped it with you. I've tried the ranch waters. I've I I can occasionally. And see, this is where you're going to rebuttal me and you're going to turn it into a, a con- like your point of view. I have occasionally poured a glass of tequila. I don't care the price. I don't care if it's good tequila. I don't care if it's bad tequila. I've sipped on it. It's been okay. Usually it's when I don't have whiskey. Usually it's if you've offered it to me. Usually if it's available. But I will. I don't ever see myself saying, you know what? I don't want bourbon tonight. I want tequila. Tequila! Fair enough. Well, so if you see tequila posts, because I do take some creative liberty with our Instagram account, they're mine, so they're they're all dick. Um, I have done one before. It was when I bought the Rocks one and put the video together of ter- music. Terramana's not bad. I would give Terramana a leg up over, like, uh, um, the fuck is... Uh... Casamigos, right? That's... Um, what's his name? George Straits. There, no, no, George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, and even after that, I told you, I was like, that was a, a good tequila. I was able to enjoy it. I was able to drink it, but I, I didn't like I, w- I didn't go back to specs the next week. Like, man, I want some more tequila. I wanted bourbon. The problem with a lot of those and that one specifically, pretty much all the celebrity endorsements are good because they're artif- artificially flavored. And so, yeah, they're good to most people that they're, they're more, you know, enticing, if you will, um, where I've started to dip my toe in is to like the higher end tequila but here's the thing man you think bourbon's expensive you think scotch is expensive go start looking at some like the top five top 10 tequilas there's some instagram um uh follower or there's some instagram accounts that i follow and they're like oh this good tequila if you like this bourbon you like this tequila 250 dollars fucking tequila so i was like well that's the what's the one that everyone walks into the store and gets but uh, Don, uh, Don Julio, the 1942. No, they even say that that was artificially flavored as trash. Like there's different ones like uh, the soldiers, uh, horse sold, not horse soldier. I'm sorry. Uh, Siete Leguas, the one I posted. Um, 
I think it's Lagos. There's a few others that like the ones that aren't artificially flavored and are that 100, 150, $250 uh, price range. So, but the popular ones tend to be artificially flavored. So cool. You're not selling it for me to switch. So, uh, MLB playoffs actually right now, the Braves and the Phillies wrapped up. The Braves won. They've tied up the series. The Dodgers hey. were beating the Padres. How are the Mets doing? Mets are out, and the half of New York lost their shit, but then half of them expected it. I don't know. Well, 101 uh, wins, right? That was their no- regular season? Something like that. They blew it. Uh, Jordan Alvarez got things going for the Astros with a badass walk-off last, ye- yesterday afternoon, actually. They got some weird schedules. Mattress Mac was going crazy in the stands, and the Yankees took one against the Cleveland. We're not the Indians anymore. We're the Guardians. Uh so well and Aaron Judge finally hit his fucking 60 61 and 62 home run so they stopped doing cut-ins on the fucking football broadcast I, I enjoyed those I'm a Yankees fan I had no problems with those that's where I'll leave that at the rest of the football world did <laughs> holy shit the only other thing I would add to that and it's kind of on the Guardians page is I was watching Red Zone and they went into the Commanders game from last week and one of the announcers said the Redskins <laughs> and he had to be corrected <laughs> It was great. I'm like, we're still not past it. See, I'm not the only one. It's so bad because then you look at all the pictures. Like, I don't ask me how or why, but I actually have Indians fans, Guardians fans on my social media page, and they're all in the stands still wearing the dang Indian stuff, which I can't. Why would you get rid of it? Because it just doesn't. I don't know. Okay, so time has gone by. Which one's worse, Guardians or Commanders? I'm not going to lie. The commander's uniforms are okay. Didn't they do an all brown one or something like that last week or two weeks ago? No, they did their they did their burgundy, which looks you can okay. tell the difference. Like you can tell the changes from the Redskins to the commander's uniforms. The Indians look like they literally just changed the G and the I. You know, I, yeah. I, I no, I, you're right. Yeah. It's almost like, like not trying Vince hard looked enough. great throwing that end zone interception this Sunday to fucking let the Titans win and get a bigger, uh, uh, slight lead in that horrible AFC South. But Remember all the stuff I said about Wentz? It's still true. Still true. You and everybody else, buddy. NBA is almost back. There's some preseason games going on right now. LeBron and the Lakers are actually playing. We will eventually do an NBA preseason show to give you our thoughts on the future. The future. The future. Speaking of future, did you see the Michael J. Fox, Chris Lloyd reunion? Yeah, I'm so glad to see it. I feel so bad for Michael J. Fox, dude. He looked rough. It's it's rough, but it's inspiring. It, it's endearing. Yes, I would he's agree. awesome up there. And it's as a an 80s kid, you gotta love it. Uh, Devontae Adams. This is kind of outside the NFL news because it's more on a personal, I guess, headlines. He's got a misdemeanor for shoving the cameraman after that loss they took Sunday against the Chiefs. there's a curse for being a Raiders wide receiver. I'm telling you. Or just a Raiders fan, player, historian in general. Just don't fight them. Do not fight a Raiders fan. Do not fight a Raiders fan. Don't mess with Raiders fans. Who would you rather fight, Eagles fan or a Raiders fan? Oh, Eagles all day because okay. you, you, you'll exchange punches with an Eagles fan, and then you'll kind of like if you pull down a beer in front of them, and you're like, wait, 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 hey, come on, be like, oh, you drink too, 
Oh fuck yeah, we're friends. Buddy. It's like no. it's like holding a tennis ball in front of a Labrador or a Retriever. <laughs> yes, a, a Raiders fans. Nah, they're gonna they just hit stab you, you with the spike in his shoulder pad. <laughs> their wife is gonna hit you. Their son is gonna hit you. They're gonna kick you. They're gonna get those beer cans and they're gonna hit you on the head. Yeah, no, yeah. Eagles fans all day, baby. All right. Um, the only other one I had on here, I thought was funny. The fishing scandal, the Lake Erie fishing tournament about the guy putting the weights in the fish. Did you see that? First off, you said fishing story. I don't care. Second off, does Devontae Adams deserve to be hit with a misdemeanor? <laughs> we kind of blew by that news from today. Well, I mean, it's just news. It's facts. I mean, does he deserve it? Kind of. I mean, Maybe it wasn't like at the end of the game. Dude, did you see him throw his fucking helmet? He was so pissed. So pissed. <laughs> Rightfully so. I mean, really, Renfro ran into him, and he probably would have had a walk-off touchdown. But or the fact that they were up seventeen to zero, and then they kind of let the Chiefs get away with going for two and not getting it by then going for two and not getting it. Which is why would you not go for the tie there? Go for the security. That's what I don't understand. I didn't understand the Chiefs not going for the eight-point lead to start with. So that's what the analytics say: is to go for the eight points first. Who gives a shit? Did you see where Troy was getting shit for? So the roughing the passer call was bad in the Falcons game. Oh my God, that was bad. It was even, it was probably equally as worse, equally as worse. Equally as bad. Sure. Uh, In the Chiefs Raiders game, which I think is what lit the fire under the Chiefs' ass to win the game. But I don't know where I was going with that. Well, whoever made the call in the in the Bucks uh, Falcons game, that ref needs to be reprimanded. That is BS. Well, they both were horrible. But anyway, like I was saying, oh, Troy Aikman made a comment. Like sometimes we just need to take the dresses off. He got. Oh, backlash. I didn't hear that. Yeah, oh, come on! Backlash for that. Come on. No. I get it. I understand. We are making strides as a society. Troy Aikman can say that. Troy, it, it's, it's, he's it's, not like he says this shit on a regular basis. He makes one no, comment. And it's not like he, it's it's just anyway. So I've literally not tasted this whiskey because like I said, I have one sample. So I'm literally going to have to just do the nose right now. So I'm getting a full on nosing and then we're going to grade it. Cool. Same here. Same here. Well, do you want to do the fishing story while we nose it? Some assholes that were badass fishermen winning all these tournaments. They got caught putting actual weights and then pieces of filleted fish into the fish and having them weighed totally got called out at the weigh-in. People wanted their like heads cut off right then and there. Tournament directors like, y'all just please let them leave. Nobody gets hurt. And apparently it was a big like shoeless Joe Jackson controversy of the fishing world. They're, they're facing charges. I don't know. The story just couldn't get me hooked. Ha, ha, ha. So funny. I know. It's probably going to weigh heavy on them. Something smelled fishy about it. Nah, you killed it. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm good at. Come on now. Okay. Heavy sugars. Heavy maple. Yeah. Syrup. There's a burn too. It does. It has a burning maple syrup thing going on. It's like if you took maple syrup, you burned. If it. you, you get the slight, slight Texas funk in the background. 
You mean corn? Corn, yes. Yeah. I like it. It's not my favorite in the world. I don't. It does not offend me at all. All right, so I'll put a grade on it first. I actually, if you if you gave me a little bit of like, okay, so high proof, high sugar smell, uh, Garrison Brothers Balmori, I think of, has an awesome. It is high proof, but somehow it pulls off the high sugar nose instead of the high alcohol nose. If this up the sugar just a little bit, it may be teasing the. A minus category for me, but where it's at right now, I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah, I'll go with you on that. I like the B plus. I would, I would push back a little bit on the Garrison Brothers because I get more funk on the Garrison Brothers. But here's the thing, I do agree with you. Like the overall like essence is the same. Like it's hot. It's it's very it, like it smells warm. I don't know how. To- have you had the Balmori one? No. Okay, so that one's like a like a melted candy apple. Like it's well, what's high, the proof on that? high sweetness? It's it's a it's a it's high, it's up there. I, well, so I would have to look at my pictures from when I had it. What I was simply going to say, and it wasn't really, it was not going to argue with your point at all. But this is only 114 proof. The cowboy bourbon I'm thinking about is like 128. And it's more grassy. This is smells as hot, but it's lower proof. It's less grassy. Have a production moment. We pay our producers a lot here at Fort Dram and Goal. Um, they are very highly compensated and very good at what they do. So they do a very good job of fact checking us. So our producers did verify that. Garrison Brothers Balmaria comes in at 115 proof, typically, according to the whiskeywash.com. Okay, so 115. Yeah. So, like I said, higher proof, higher sugar smells. That's a good one. But B plus for me on this one. Agreed. Agreed. I will line up with you on that. So, moving down the line, we got NFL and fantasy football. Pretty much beginning of the season through week five. There's been a lot, man. There's like a lot of footballs happened. We've had um, a lot of hitters like that came out of nowhere. I mean, we did our draft. We recapped that. I think you could talk about Pierce as a fine example of not a lot of people really saw that coming, at least as fantasy football is concerned. I don't know if you really were paying attention. You didn't see it coming, but um, big bus. I mean, I can think of a few right off the top of my head, but who's the next breakout? So let's just kind of walk through that. Um you know, what have we been right? What are we been wrong about? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I was absolutely right in the Damon Pierce thing. I don't think that was news. Michael Thomas was making me look really good the first couple of weeks. I'd hit on those. Uh, same thing with Drake London. I mean, he 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 had me looking good there for a little while last week, not so much. But as a predicted zero and sixteen record, I am a Jacob's big catch away from being four and one right now because of that big catch. I am three and two. No arguments there. We're in a league where it looks pretty competitive, except for first place winning right now. Um, who like auto drafted after his 10th pick. So I don't know how much credit I'm going to give him. 
Uh, well, he'll get that, a few yeah. hundred bucks worth of credit if he wins at the end. So, but see, I've got a plan this week. But see, don't forget our buddy who just changed his name this week because of how bad he was, how bad he is. He was off to the same start last year. I'm saying like seven and zero. Remember, he was Mister like this league is shit. This money's easy. Blah blah blah. He did not win, and that's how fast fantasy football can change. So I'm just gonna throw Fair that true. out there as a reminder. It's very true. I gotta, I gotta um, match up with the pound of gabagool this week. So we'll see how that plays out. But we're matched up pretty good. Uh, had a nice little text conversation with our friend this morning. Super pissed that I picked up Kenneth Walker. Um, apparently, while he was, you know, trying to put his kid down because he was screaming. But you know, if that's what you get for having kids late in life, you dumbass. Um, like you don't have all week <clears throat> to get on the waivers anyway. Oh no, dude! I was pissed. I was so one of one of my hitters, one of my surprises, Geno Smith, dude. Geno Smith killing it. I was supposed to pick up Geno, pat him on the waivers, and our friend Beeski just took him out from underneath me. Was not happy about that either. I think the only person I picked up off waivers this week was Kenneth Walker. So I haven't messed with my roster. It's been pretty. Yeah, good you so need far. to because I'm pretty sure you have like four dudes on by this week. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tweak it as I was saying. And you obviously didn't uh, play the waivers at all. So we, play. we had a matchup. Yeah. How'd that work out? We had a funny bet. You wanted to bet like expensive drink. I was like, boring. Because we were about we to go to Denver and I was going to buy you like an expensive pappy shot. Nope. Didn't want it because I wanted to do something fun, something that's been in lately. And we agreed on a shoe chug. And boy, did I do that shoe chug. You did that shoe chug so well. My wife gagged in her mouth like that thing. Just so you know. And it I wasn't like a normal shoe. Word. It wasn't like a dress shoe he just bought. It wasn't like his kid's shoe he had running around. And no, it was like your running shoe that you run on a regular basis in your garage in, right? Fake, fake news. Those are my other pair of Brooks. This was oh. my... Oh, this is Brooks. your Mow the Grass Brooks? Mm, possibly. It's been a while since I had worn them. The wife had to do a shoe test between two pairs, and those were the winners. The others were a pair of uh sperry's that i had not worn in about two years and those were a little funky uh i figured sperry's water shoes probably goes with getting wet of beer but no it was the brooks and but i am a man of my word i stuck to it did it like a champ and yeah i would have not done that at all the wife did not kiss me afterwards i then got athlete's foot in my mouth imagine that anyway uh all right real football news we talked about fantasy let's keep it simple we'll talk headlines both new york teams are doing very good right now the nfc east is doing well better well better (laughs) that oh it's allegedly it's the best freaking conference in football which we did not recommend i didn't think that that cooper rush was going to go three and oh or four four oh take it easy let's not get ahead of ourselves uh, this the rookies. Lots of rookies this year are having big years. Sauce Gardner's, you know, been the locked in. A lot of defensive of rookies. Projection. Yes, Derek Stingley Jr. is doing a decent job over there in Houston with Petrie. Petrie. Like fourteen rookies have gotten an interception. Uh, Brees Hall and Damian Pierce are doing good. So, what did you get right so far that you predicted, and what have you gotten wrong so far? And I'm I'm going to be. Very honest on both of those for yeah. mine. So we have the bills right. Um, we had the bills right. We 
We had the bills Not right. Not we, my friend. I want to know what you got right. I'm going to oh. talk about specifically what I nailed. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to like episodes. Um, I think we, I think we could agree that like Devonte Adams is having a great year. Um, I think I talked about that. That's a good hookup with him and Carr. The Bills are doing well. I think we knew that they're probably the team to beat in the entire league. I do still think that they're better than the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chiefs are hitting their groove, um, but they are missing Tyreek. I, I do think they're missing Tyreek. Um, you may disagree with that. That's fine. Um, I'm just going to go through my list here because it's on my head right now. I'm wrong about the Raiders. They're what one and four right now. They're missing the boat. Um, that is not going to be your matchup. Um, I think I was right about the Super Bowl hangover from the Rams. Um, and my biggest, I mean, it's the biggest story, I think, of the year so far. Um, Tua having a fucking amazing year. And it's really just been robbed from him. And like that whole situation, hopefully will create some great, some not great, some positive reform within the concussion protocol, which I thought we were really good about like five years ago. And I think it's just like dipped off. Um, but this is slamming it back to the ground figurative and literally. So, um, yeah, I, I, the Cowboys I've been wrong about, I don't know how the F they're four and one, um, Zeke, once again, is fucking anybody over here that drafted him in fantasy. So, so glad I didn't do that. Like, that was a good call. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, Cooper Rush apparently is the next Andy Dalton. I don't know how to compare that. He is not, but I'll wait <laughs> to talk about the Cowboys in a second. I will talk about what I got right. Well, the, the Tua thing, that was horrific. That was a horrible back-to-back horrible. week. He obviously should not have been playing. I would have been more... So when he got knocked out in the first game, if they pulled him out for the rest of that game, and then, yeah, he tries to come back the next week, it still would have been horrendous, but it wouldn't have looked as bad. The fact that he went back into the same game, awful. Obviously, that that it's hard to tell if he would have just taken that next hit alone. Would that have happened? But not a doctor. Just a bad situation overall. He's not playing this weekend still. Smart move. I really hope for Tua's sake that he kind of heals up and gets back to the stride that he was hitting before those injuries. I was completely right on that. As of right now, it is still five weeks, but the way things are looking, that whole AFC West situation, I'm pretty spot on. I did not think the Raiders made that big of an improvement with Devontae Adams, and I did not think the Broncos, just by adding Russell Wilson, were all of a sudden That's a very good point. Super Bowl contenders. I just didn't see it. I thought that maybe it brought them par with the rest of the, the division, but the fact that people were saying Broncos Super Bowl was just a complete joke to me. And like I said, I, I just didn't see – I knew adding a good player, but then – you saw what the Rams had to do to be a Super Bowl team. They needed Stafford. They needed Beckham. They needed Von Miller. They needed, uh, you know, Ramsey on defense. All those pieces to be that Super Bowl team and still played in a tough game against the Bengals. Mahomes is having a hell of a year. I don't think they've lost that much of a beat with Tyreek Hill. I think it is spread out the defenses. I think there's a lot of people they have to pay attention to now instead of just Kelsey. And Are you Hill. serious? He had four touchdowns last week. 
Okay, well, that was just a bad job. That was just the Raiders are bad at defense. We realized that. Well, there you go. You they had to go, spread out and pay attention to everybody else. So, exactly. Thank you. Uh, and the Chargers, I kind of gave them a little bit more credit. But three and two, they still have a chance to prove me right there. Uh, so, yeah. I had predicted the Rams going back to the Super Bowl. It does no. not look like that right now. But it makes sense because we talked about it. They lost Von Miller. They lost Odell Beckham Jr. Andrew Whitworth retired, and I think they're missing him the most because that offensive line is horrendous. So that just shows how easy it is to go from top dog to not so top dog. They're going to have to figure it out, or they may not even make the playoffs. Okay, what was I wrong about? Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? like you're being a lot more structured than normally on this i feel like i already said that what i was wrong about um i was wrong about the raiders um i feel like i was probably wrong i mean i think everybody was wrong about the jets uh, i'm just kind of working my way through the country at this point um i was wrong about the cowboys they're there i don't know how the hell i mean i think we talked about Dak going down like seasons over like everybody said that uh cooper rush i think probably going to get a good contract somewhere else next year maybe as a starter fuck who knows um Wrong about Jameis. Um, that's been kind of a bust for us. Uh, and I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to focus on the positive, man. I'm sitting here thinking about the Bills, what I got right. I feel like they are the team to beat in the whole league, especially if Christian McCaffrey creeps up that way. So, Buffalo, they yeah. play the, the Bills play the Chiefs this week. So, that'll be a good one. It will be. Uh, I'll just chime in, Cowboys. I I knew they were going to have a winning season because of their shitty schedule, but not with the pieces. These pieces, like that defense, is so good. So good, Michael Parsons, fucking amazing, is good enough to where Cooper Rush is winning games. (laughs) It it is possible for Dak. They have no receiving core in games with them. I still am not going to put all the faith into them. I'm not going to say that I still think that they are going to play consistently good teams in the playoffs, and that's going to be a tough stretch for them. But they've got, but I mean, as of right now, they're kind of proving me like they're better than I thought. And that whole NFC East is actually better than I thought. Giants head coach, can't think of his name right now, doing a hell of a job. Jalen Hurts, we talked to an Eagles fan in Denver. They think he's like the Messiah over there. I did not know that they thought that highly of him. Uh, They don't throw the ball, so I don't. (laughs) I was also slightly wrong. I thought the Colts were going to be a little bit better. They're still two and two right now. I thought Matty Ice had something, but the way they've looked recently, it's going to be tough. Aren't they two, two and one? That's right. Two, two and one. Thanks to the Texans. (laughs) Uh, So I. I don't, That's I'm, the last thing I've been wrong about. Davis Mills just not has not been the guy that he was during the offseason that I saw at practice. It's still early. It's if still, they can get the running game going. But like I said, he has to have a breakout season for the names like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young to not seem tempting. Very tempting. Um, I was thinking about this kind of earlier when you – before you brought up the Rams, but it really just like reintroduced it to my mind, right? So Rams had Stafford. 
They brought Miller and they brought OBJ. They had some pieces already, pretty stout defense. They're Darnold, et cetera. And I don't want to start jumping on the bandwagon with the Cowboys, but let's play this out a little bit, right? You got Micah, you got Diggs, um, you got, you know, the uh, Van Der Esch is healthy. Um, you've got a pretty solid defensive line. I mean, um, Gregory's still there, right? Uh, not Randy Gregory. Um, no, what's his name? Um, the other defensive end. Blank out on his name. Sorry, guys. So you got a pretty solid defense. I think that's what we're saying. So if you get Dak back, right? You get Dak back. Zeke's just being Zeke, but Pollard is playing amazingly. The one receiver they have is Gallup, and you got Dalton Schultz, right? If you added a healthy Marcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, thank you. If you added like a healthy OBJ, I mean, could they compete? They can compete. I just think when you start getting to like, let's say in the East, you don't. But that I think that's hurting the Rams. Is that that's all that they have right now? It's not hurting Cooper uh, Cup. He's putting up fucking numbers. Yeah. Uh, it's just like let's say you don't get the bye week. So then you're talking about Green Bay, then Tampa Bay, then you know whoever else is. And the other bays are out there. San Francisco yeah. Bay. Sure, is San Francisco possibly a rematch of last year? So it's the it's playing the good teams consistently that you oh, yeah. worry about with the Cowboys or any team for that matter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I could I don't know how good the Eagles like if you look, look at good. it, and the Cowboys have the same record as the New York Giants. So, so it's going to be a good know. weekend for football. Like you just you just called it out, right? So you got the Cowboys and Eagles, right? And then you got the Bills and the Chiefs. Apparently, we have like trash schedule this Thursday night, right? Because it's um. What is it? The Colts versus, I don't know, some other trash team. Um, but there's some good matchups this weekend. This could be a good weekend for football, man. Aggies might get a win. I don't know. that This Thursday, it's Commanders and Bears. Then that may be just the worst there thing. There you go. Broncos and Colts last weekend, which was voted the most boring game I've ever seen in my life. Um, anyway. Dude, I have I have Russell's my fucking fantasy quarterback now because – Cars on a bye week. Oh, roughy. Uh, I want to you taste this whiskey. Yeah, man, let's taste it. Let's get in there nice and deep, like on that palate. Sugar, corn, heavy corn, malted corn goodness. I like this. I feel like a cola too. Your cola syrup patent. Patent pending. Have you filed that yet? I should. should. Jerry Cola. Jerry Dude, Cola. I like it too. I like it a lot. I don't know. I if like the Sugar and sometimes that corn is overpowering, especially overpowering, uh, especially with these Texas whiskeys. But that is a perfect little balance there. Brown sugar, corn, it's heavy. Like it's very, very viscous, real oily. It's oilier, viscousier than it should for the proof. Yeah, I've got a pot of corn. Kernels, pour some brown sugar. There you go. Yep. Toasting it up. 
tossing it in the pot. That's some good stuff right there. Is that your B Boston plus. accent? B plus. I'm gonna give it an A minus. That's that's close. That is good. Remind me of the price on this. Sixty five. Mm. Yeah, that's where. If that it was, may be the that may be the a differentiator over the Humpty Hump, like in a positive way, because that's not a bad so far sixty five dollar bottle. But I'll I'll wait till I see yeah. more and finish this sample. Um, fourth dram. Let's get there. Fourth dram, college football. We love college football. We actually thought about going to the Air Force game while we were in Denver, and we probably should have, maybe shouldn't have. We did some other fun things. Who knows? Um, but Tennessee and Bama, a huge game this week. Bama has not looked like Bama, even though they're undefeated. Tennessee is rocking and rolling. They looked good in the gray uniforms, and they said, Chip Kelly, this ain't your LSU anymore. And they went and knocked them out at 11 o'clock this last weekend. Quick prediction on that game. Who you got? I think Bama's still Bama, man. Um, looking at the spread right now, there's a seven-point spread in favor of Alabama. The over-under is 65 and a half. They are really, really happy on these uh, offenses. I'll be honest with you. Like, watching Bama versus AM, that was a 50 50- uh 53 and a half ish i think over under and they barely got to 44 i don't think bama's offense is big as it is i've seen bryce young certain slip down draft boards so one of two things is going to happen either they're going to continue to perform or he's going to blow up i'm going to take the under on the 65 and a half um and i'm going to take alabama but i'm going to take it on i'm going to take the spread so i'm going to take more than seven on the spread. I think they're going to win 34-20. I'm going Rocky Top. Good old oh, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Uh, they're playing in uh, Neyland. Vol Navy's going to be rocking and rolling. I don't know how he- healthy Bryce Young is. Uh, if I mean, I've been reading articles that Amy Bay on a pitch count. He's made progress. Who knows? Milrow, a Katy, Texas legend here in these parts. Hell of a player at Tompkins High School, but it just wasn't the same attack against AM with him back there. Uh, so yeah, I think it may be an upset brewing. Tennessee looks good. Are they going to rock that stadium hard enough during this game to get those dead bodies up and start rocking with them? I don't know what that means. Are we talking Davy Crockett? No, dude, like Neyland Stadium, like at the University of Tennessee, what they're known for is they have like a um, forensic anthropology um, department. So they actually like take cadavers and they bury them out. They have a specific area. They put them in the woods and they bury them out there and they go out there and they like CSI study how those bodies decompose. You didn't know that? Dude, that's such a fucking cool fact. What are you kidding with the fucking fake snoring? You bored me to death. We're talking about CSI, one of the 2000s best shows I'm ever. I'm talking about drinking some brewskis in the Vol Navy. And I'm talking what about zombies. Like, talk? Anyway, Tennessee, I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going, what did you say your score prediction was? 34-20 at Bama. I'm going 34-21 Tennessee. Uh, moving on. You think Bama's only going to score three touchdowns? I'm telling you, I don't know. Bryce Young, 
he may they may have to rush him back because of the performance against AM. I don't know. We'll see. Weird things happen in the South. Are we doing a bet on this one? No. I don't care enough for either team to do that, but I mean, I'll drink with you. Does that make you feel better? That makes me feel so good. Yes, that's all I need. Okay, awesome. Is Texas back? No. Oklahoma sucks. Oklahoma like, blows so like, bad. I, I, Quinn, Quinn Ewers looks good. Don't get me wrong. But they lost to Tech. I think, right. That's another thing that's happened. I was very excited that night. I did not get anywhere near you wore the Alabama A&M night. I did get I, nice and toasty with some yinglings. It's a tradition now for me to get that drunk during the Bama A&M game. Yeah, or one of us. Um, but Oklahoma looks bad. Did they end up like, scoring zero points by the end? Yes, I believe so. And I believe Lincoln Riley is winning the conversation of – well, okay, so what do you think? Do you think they were gonna they were not gonna be that bad? It obviously had to do with him jumping ship and players leaving, but he's looking pretty dang good over there at USC right now. I don't know, dude. I don't watch Pac-12 football. Because I'm in the SEC. And no, because I'm usually drunk up. by nine and passed oh, out true. on the floor. Yeah. It's funny, like you're like, oh, football's over with, and then you find out there's like a Oregon State game starting at eleven yes, or like exactly. Like <laughs> other like whack game like Fresno State, and it's like, oh, I still have football, but I just can't find like the strength and endurance there, to last during those games. There's been nights where I'm like, you know, just pounding through, and I'm like, reach that point where my wife went to bed, and I'm sitting there like, now I'm gonna fucking finish this fucking Oregon State <laughs> versus versus BYU game. <laughs> uh, no, I find myself going, why am I watching this right now? Oh no, yeah. no, that's running through my head too. But I'm at that point, I'm like, fuck it, champion. Nope. By that point, I'm like, I'm getting some sleep because I'm going to throw on some fajitas, some ribs, some mollejas, carnitas, everything on the pit tomorrow, man. Okay. Oh, so now uh, you like tequila. So, no. Uh, hitters bust. Any uh, big hitters as far as like players, like breakout players? Like who's your who's your highest Dude, front runner right now? I, I, I like me some CJ. I've I've liked him and I like him even more. And I do like Bryce Young, but with the injuries and I don't know when it comes time when the Texans are on the clock next year, if they pick CJ as of right now, Will Levis is apparently doing some really good things too in Kentucky. I'm not gonna lie, I have not watched a lot of Kentucky football. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of the Florida game. I think he was also hurt in a, the old Miss game. Old Miss, who's also rocking and rolling. They were my team last year to have a big, huge year. Um, I mean, yeah, CJ's, CJ's looking like the dude these days. We'll see if Ohio State keeps it going. But what about, what about Caleb Williams? You know, that goes back to I have seen maybe two quarters of UFC Yeah, same here. And they score so fast that I'm like, I don't really have time to break down his film. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will tell you my favorite name on this list, though. It's the uh, the Big Penix Energy from uh, Washington. Like, that's uh, Michael Penix Jr. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, he's a... Cool. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Um, any big bus, like as far as you're concerned, like players who just did not live up to the hype. 
Um, I can tell you one homer, Haynes King, Haynes uh, King. <laughs> has not lived up to any of the hype. And like, I, I knew it was bad when you texted me, like, dude, Max Johnson isn't playing. And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, that's the- <laughs> but that's the reaction I had. I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, but I think this is more indicative of the whole Jimbo situation, right? And before nice. the... Jimbo Fisher, I think that's that's a perfect fit right there. I think so. The the whole conversation about um, like after the loss to it wasn't even Appalachia after it was lost to Mississippi State um, is when everybody really got talking as far as AM alumni. Like you had regents ready to pull the trigger. You had donors ready ready to. They had like I think they had five or six donors that cumulatively were ready to fork up the ninety five million to get them gone. And talk about the best fucking situation for anybody. Like, talk about quiet quitting. That's Jimbo. Jimbo's like, all I have to do is pretend like I'm invested for like another six years. Can I have an honest conversation with you? Please. And and you could have the same conversation with me in tech. Is it just that AM? is never gonna because they never have been so i'd understand if like jimbo is coming back to be the rebirth you know like lsu's yep. gone through the, the down this is the tradition conversation right right which yeah. also by the way i saw a ranking of the best college basketball gigs in the country do you know what number one was here say north carolina it was north carolina i just wanted to throw that out there um but if you remember one of the most epic rants we've had on this was when uh, Chris Beard switched to UT and we had a drunk emergency episode. Anyway, check that one out. That got half of it was not recorded on accident. Um, is it just that AM just may never, maybe they're always going to be like a Mississippi State middle of the pack team? Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment, but I think what you're not, I mean, and, and then, sorry, just to also add to your thoughts, we talked about it. An article was Dude, released. I've thought about it many times. You take Jameis Winston away from Jimbo Fisher. You take following the great Bobby Bowden away from Jimbo. I mean, you know. <laughs> so, I mean. here Here's the problem, right? So. College football is so hit and miss um, from the standpoint of it's really hard to build like a true dynasty because players recycle all the time. Hear me out. Um, Les Miles was a great coach, like a one in a million coach, but Nick Saban's like the goats of goats. Like there's no coach like him anymore. We've talked about this. What I think it is, is right place, right situation. You can't tell me in today's day and age, that money can't buy championships. It can't. It can't. It's just being able to, to bet on the right horse, right? You do it enough times, eventually you win. Bama bet on the right horse in the right situation, and Bama is more profitable as an organization because of that. But Texas is a prime example. Like, Mac Brown, they was kind of picked him from obscurity. Like, he wasn't, you know, the, the best fucking coach in the world, but he was the right guy at the right time. You know, Coach O was the same way, right? Um, you could argue that Lincoln Riley, same same situation. USC might have snapped him at the right time for the right price. I think that AM, probably to your point, picked up Jimbo, 
and bet too heavily on one horse for too long. So if oh, your question, but, but no, if you ask my okay, opinion, okay, if, my, finish, if, my, finish. if my question, if your question is, can A&M never do it? No, that's, it'll happen in my lifetime. I firmly believe that. Will it cost a stupid amount of money by either buying coaches, giving them stupid contracts, have to pay it out, blah, 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 over and over and over? Yeah, probably. Um, but even I mean, like the teams you're naming, like LSU, history of championships, you know, Bama, Bear Bryant. How did LSU uh, have a history of championships before uh, Les Miles? They've had several. Nick Saban won there. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, before the early 2000s. Uh, they've had okay, 1958. Okay, 39. Lots of success in the SEC. All sure, right. lots of success in the Big 12. So the problem is, like, this is this is my this is the crux. Is I don't believe the way to win championships is to go buy someone else's championship winning coach. No, I think the okay. way to buy a championship is to find that 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 almost diamond, right? That almost diamond piece, like. LSU is not going to win by going and buying uh, what's his fuck from Notre Dame. That doesn't happen that way. You guy find a guy who's invested in it, knows the culture, knows the people. Like it's that right situation, right time. I mean, Dan Snyder, for example, I mean, he came back. He went to Case Kansas State twice, didn't win a championship, but rebuilt that program twice. He's the right guy in the right situation. Um, that's what it takes. Right, Ryan Day, situ- same situation. Ohio State guy, born and bred, knows it. People believe in it. He's, but I would never recommend that AM if Ryan Day wins another championship, go pay $100 million for him because he won't do the same thing in your spot. You need to have that guy who's homegrown. And Kevin Sumlin was our chance to do that and he blew it. So we'll have to wait for the next one. It's an, it's a, it's another generation. Did he blow it or did AM just have unrealistic expectations? That's a fair point, but he had every anyway. resource known to man and put, Thick shag carpeting, velour colored shag carpeting all over his office and had a fucking swag copter and still couldn't do it. In my opinion, he blew it because his track record post AM has been blowing it. <laughs> so fair enough. All right, just asking, just wondering. No, just it'll, it'll happen. I think what'll happen is when I'm like in my 40s or 50s, we'll get a championship. Yeah, tech will tech will have won three with Jerry Maguire by then. Yeah, uh, you're a hater. <laughs> all right, well that's what I do best. Do you think Tech's uh, ever going to win a championship in football? Mm, I I I want to say yes so bad, but I don't know. You don't I'm have very the money. Honest. I don't know. True, but I oh, think we you have can win the money. Apparently, oh t- anybody in Texas has the money. Fair. Enough. You I got mean, the alumni with the money. Tech has given a NIL deal to every player on the men's basketball team. No, I'm sorry, the football team. I believe the women's softball team. Like they're just giving everybody like standard twenty five thousand dollar deals because they've got big money over there. I just don't know if you're going to get the million? players. No, every player like twenty five thousand. Oh. Yeah. Oh, twenty five thousand. Got it. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if you're going to get the players in Lubbock, Texas. Here's my hot take. AM will stop being able to compete for championships when electric vehicles become the number one selling thing in the United States. Because as soon as that oil money's gone, we're fucked. Oh, uh, that's going to be a while. Uh, all right. Let's give the overall ratings on this class. All right, man. 
So I want you to go first because I'm a little biased here. $65, B-plus nose, B-plus palette. Don't agree with me on this. Come on now. It's good. I like it. But if I walk into the store and uh, I'm I'm just going to have to stick with B plus. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the fact that um, it's Texas made. That gives us some bonus points. Yeah. I just can't give it that A because I'm thinking of the bottles I've given A's to. And yeah, when you do that, you kind of put it in perspective. Not even the price. I think the price is perfect. I think the the price is perfect for it. Um, if you told me 85 and things like that, it'd be like, nah, but I think 65 is okay for a 114, you know, Texas made barrel proof whiskey that obviously has a cool backstory. So I'm going to go B plus. So it's, it's priced at a premium price, right? But not like a absurdly premium price. Um, it's a good spot. I do feel like the regular bourbon probably should be around 40 bucks and it's going to flow closer to 50. I think this should be going around you know, floating closer to 55. And I do think when you're a smaller distillery like them, you have to make money. So you increase your price a little bit. You, you have, they have a premium spirit. I would give them that. Um, they do everything really well. They don't take heads and tails or heads or tails. Uh, they cut early. Um, they don't rerun tails. Like it's, it's a solid distillery. I would like to see this would be around 55 bucks. Um, I think it'd be a fucking steal. And maybe that's not what they're going for, but I think it'll be right price and like an A all day. For the price, I'm going to give it a B um, just based off everything right there and compared to the current um, environment tonight. Next batch, I could be completely different. I go to the distillery. I'm like, let me pull some out of the barrel. Completely different. But it's it's right now, right here. That's how I feel. So um, I thought it was a good one. This is like the end of our, like, we have the same sample series. So we're going to have to it figure is. out where we're going next. Yeah, that's a good question. Where does this rank on your Texas whiskeys list? Top three, top five? Top three for sure. Um, like three. the whiskey, so my favorite distilleries, um, probably Maverick, Still Austin, and Garrison Brothers. Um, like true Texas distilled spirits, not imported from indiana i offer you those three bottles a glass of those three which one are you taking depends what whiskey it is don't make it complicated just answer the question garrison brothers cowboy bourbon if you it's all for the same price okay i knew i'd get it out of you all right uh Good deal. All right. So, yeah, we will have to talk about what our next whiskeys will be. If you've got uh, recommendations, shoot us an email. DM us on Insta. Shoot them. Try Law's Whiskey from Denver, Colorado. If you see it on the shelves, which you should, we see it many places. I like the stuff. bourbon the best. I thought you you like the rye or the weeder. Uh, I think you like the rye. No. It was the it was the bourbon I liked okay. the best. The rye and the weeder was find that. very interesting. The weeder was very unique. Um, but yeah, maybe we should do one of those or even that Delbach distillery that I went to in Tucson. I never grabbed a bottle of that. I should. Um, we'll figure it out. There's a lot of options out there as long as you're drinking and having a good time. Do you want to get over that goal line? Let's get there.
All right, we talked the first uh, five weeks of the NFL. We talked the first couple weeks of college football. The season's rocking and rolling. We talked our quick trip to Denver over the weekend. So, Dick, hit them with the socials, please, before we say adios. Make sure you're following us on all your favorite social medias, Facebook as well as Instagram. Instagram is probably the best way to follow us. It's at 4thram, at 4thdram. We got some great content out there, about 420 followers now. We're really proud of that. We're working our way up the ladder, if you will. Um, and then don't forget to, uh, you know, go ahead and like, subscribe, heart, whatever it is, and all your favorite streaming uh, services, Spotify, CastBox, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera. And shoot us an email anytime you want to get in touch with us at fourthdramandgoal at gmail.com. And of course, our website uh, kind of has all that centralized. That's fourthdramandgoal.com. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L.com. So with that, Kurt, let's go ahead and kick it back to you for that quote of the episode, good sir. All right. In uh, honor of our quick trip to Denver and the fact that the Colorado Avalanche raised their Stanley Cup rafter, I'll be doing a quote by one of my favorite hockey players of all time, Joe Sackick, who once said, any free meal is a good meal, you know? Damn true words spoken by Joe Sackick. To the next nap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers. Adios.